watching prohibition fall down. What is up, Scotty DGC? How's it going? I missed you on the, the dank nugs yesterday, man. Yeah, that was actually really fun. Nice going. Nice job, Guru. Nice job, Rowan Stoner. That was cool. It's going to be a weekly thing. My hip was hurting me, amongst other things. We'll, we'll talk about it and what I'm medicating with. Maybe, maybe I'm getting old, but apparently, scientifically, we are getting old. Uh, just oh, happened, man. <laughs> was thinking about that today. Was thinking about that, definitely. Dude, I watched Awake and Bake. Uh, Fez is back when Guru first came back on when we had our 12 by 12 Gorilla Grow tent studio and Way to Grow. Right. And well, it wasn't too long ago, but I was like, damn, Scotty was looking a little bit younger. It's one thing interesting about the show. We can look back six yeah. years now, almost six years in video and see, uh, okay, that's how we age. That's how it happens. Yeah, sure does, man. Sure does. Can we talk about your hip hurting again, man? Soon, soon enough. Let me give you a show rundown today for Wake and Bake. Actually, hang on. I just just have to comment. You are so right. Just looking back, and sometimes it'll talk about show 360 or whatever it was, and you'll I'll be like, oh my god. I'll even see you know just me in the grow. My Google you know Nest or whatever it is will show me just pictures of me in the grow six, seven, eight years ago, nine years ago. I'm like, damn, it's a young Scotty over there. I don't know how um, I got so old, but I tell people this all the time. You will not mature much more. And put it this way, I haven't matured much more than, I don't know, when I was 27, 30 maybe. How many shows do we have to do to where we get to just to take some time off and, like, do reruns? Like, oh, do grow shows. Oh, they're on the rerun season. Uh, wait till after I die, man. It'll be reruns <laughs> forever. Perfect. Today's show rundown. I got a great comment in from DGC. Uh, grumpy, grumpy org. I think it's O R G E. Do I go with org? Grumpy.org, man. Pretty cool. Grumpy.com was taken. A, you know, cool comment. Uh, hit me up. And it's a little bit of talking about gorilla growing under the power cuts back in the day and some simple grow advice. Um, for me and what's growing on, I swear, I know we've covered this before, putting a little bit of a different angle on it, that my plants must be talking to me. And not just my cannabis plants. I got house plants. I got garden plants now. Right. And I think they just know how to communicate with me to some degree. It's just, I was really thinking about it one day. And just a clarification, it's a grumpy ogre. Like Thank Shrek. You. I was going to guess girl. that, man. I wasn't looking, but I was going to guess that, okay? You know how I am with words sometimes. They're your friend. <laughs> In the news, growers fret as Mexico moves to legalize marijuana. And a little bit of a prohibition falling down also. St. Louis County, my uh, where I grew up for a while. Maplewood joined area cities cutting penalties for minor marijuana possession. So, so you good lived news in there. Maplewood? Maplewood and Maple Ridge? Uh, I didn't live in Maplewood. I lived in St. Louis County. I guess you'd say Manchester, Baldwin area, actually. Those are nice. cities. So Maplewood's a city in the county. Kind of like a what in the Shire. Is there something that court like goes along with that? No. Okay, just checking. <laughs> thought you might know, Guru. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we hop into it, join the DGC, dudegrows.com forward slash support. That's where you hop over at $10 a month. If we've helped you grow, if we've entertained your day on your drive at work, uh, you can get access when you sign up to our Dude Grows member page where all the details are listed out for the hot deals, free seeds from Seeds Here Now for new members. Uh, as well as 30% off recharge, real growers, access to the DGC Discord. We're sending out sticker packs to all the new members. 
And the big giveaways, man, this one is hot this month, not yet this month, coming up in May, I think 22nd, we're going to do it. I just made a post on Patreon, the Pulse Grow, we're hooking up a Pulse Pro, my friend, Pulse Pro, you're going to be able to measure all your environmental parameters, get notices in addition to the regular Pulse meter, but also PAR and CO2 levels. Uh, These are one of the best things for insurance for your grow, guys. PulseGrow.com, coupon code DUDE, if you don't win. But if you want to win this meter, just be logged into Patreon, supporting the show. Make a comment on the top post, Pulse Meter, and, uh, yeah, we'll be selecting the winner there May 22nd. Nice. Hey, I do appreciate all the support. I was checking out Patreon and Banner, and I think it is Banner. I guess it's you too, dude. Good job. But throwing a lot of extra content on there. And it's been really cool to have that support. We've been able to, uh, uh, yeah, to move around a little bit. We've got the studio upgraded. It's just a couple of things we've been able to do now that we know we've got some support of the DGC. Not relying yeah, I got the on new YouTube. team member, Roland Stoner. Like I tell the DGC when they sent up, we literally couldn't do it without you. And as soon as we can, I can't wait to give back at a badass event, guys. You know, we had that event last, not last year. God damn it. Which was the year before last. Right. Oh, uh, we got that looper bus. We're going to have special benefits for patrons. And we're going to be doing something badass soon enough. Heroes.com forward slash support. The Dabulance is totally racing. The looper bus. I got like a, you know, F-350 base on that thing. All right. I think it can move. Big diesel. I don't, I don't know. I don't think you have much of a chance. You have a diesel, but I don't believe you have a turbo diesel. No, no, no. The Dabulus did wait, not have hold turbo on. chargers. We, we don't have a turbo diesel yet. Yet. <laughs> oh, shit. I just can't wait to get that thing rolling. I got a couple of buddies you don't, that are working on it with me. You don't need it. No turbo. As long as you're not going up to elevation, you're good to go. You're good to go. I learned when I was there. Non-turbo diesel driving up the side of a mountain is non-turbo in a lot of extreme way. Yeah, it is true, man. It's just not enough air for all that stuff. Get into this show. Who is growing some dank here? Extreme close-up by Rusty Nuts Cocaine. <laughs> Stop, man. Uh, uh, this is, dude, I picked this strictly for a beautiful picture here. Banana Mac, she's almost there, and we're just looking at some nice, the trichome forest, as I call it. Wow. Um, so I'm seeing, one. I see, can't I count like two amber trikes. I, what I see is a bunch of mostly clear, though. It is almost there. There's a couple white ones. Man, it's badass-looking bud. That's a close-up. Uh, I, can, I can try and do about the author here. I don't know if I have to be too PC or what this exactly means, but Rusty Nuts King says, cackalacking all over the place, squashing soy boys while sipping on liberal tears. I don't too know much. what that means. I, really <laughs> I don't know what that, that means, man. I don't know exactly what it means either. But I like about the author, so I throw it out there, right? I throw it out there. Kikalikin? I don't know. That said Kakalakin. You're probably Kikalkin? Don't ask me, man. Normally I get jokes. You do. You're pretty good better than me. What are you talking on there, Scatty? I don't know exactly what it is. I think it's a Gelato 33, but I noted it's the last of the good weed around here. I think I'm hoping that I hid some up in my studio my whatever you want to call it my study that's what i decided i called it this is a studio but um yeah man i was looking around and i hit all the good weed or i think i gave it away it's kind of what 420 is about right banner my, over a bunch of good weed and i fucking just gave it away to people so you said my that is what 420 is about sharon and karen with the cannabis but you right. said my study don't be like one of those people you're like oh up in my library and you go up there and they got like a shelf like i don't think you can do that <laughs> 
<laughs> That's like, funny, man. If uh, if there's no rich mahogany around, right. I don't think it can technically be a library. Oh, okay. And how many books minimum? Uh, a lot, like two or three shelves of books. And like you got to have one of those like library ladder things too. That makes the whole thing seem way more legit. Or right, fine, the room where I go to take a nap. All right, that room that I've never studied in in my life. I'll take a, a the hot librarian too, hot librarian with some glasses, just chilling to assist me in finding my my reading materials. Couldn't imagine what goes on in your mind, dude. In real life. <laughs> I've been tempted at times to drop the sensor, but it's not always for this show. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> what are you smoking, on. dude? What are you? Well, smoking? I can tell. Wait, first, are you? You're not concerned at all, right? You said you're almost out of like some nice weed. It's like what a call, a phone call, a friend away, the next stop by. Like you're gonna have some good bud shortly, I assume. Or you're gonna? Yeah, there's a, a plethora of good bud around, and I mean, just like. You know, Commander Mikey will come over and have some, you know, just whatever. People just leave quarters now. They'll show up with their bag and they'll leave the rest of it, you know, when you're a home, gross, you know, home grower. So it's pretty cool. Banner will come over with three or four different strains and leave these big buds sitting in front of them. So it's, yeah, there's, there's no shortage of it. What's behind? You know how I always ask with stuff, like names, like right. Commander Mikey. Why is he, is, what does he command or, or what is he a commander of or how does he have commander? Love Star Trek. He's a Trekkie. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, well, man. Um, I'm talking on some of my daily here, my daily, my weed light, which is the unknown T. I called it the TP, the TP strain, TP time. I know everybody thinks that's about shitting, but it's about a TP, like Indians TP. Wait, is uh, that the is that the one to one? That's not a one to one. Exactly. It's more of a light sativa. But I wanted to talk about so the other day. I have no idea. I can only equate it to, um, I did get after exercise. I mountain biked four times last week, but, uh, my hip like just decided to throw me a spasm yesterday to the point where I was walked around the yard. I'm like, let me mow one parameter for my son. I'm like, you mow within this area. And ironically, he thought I meant mow, don't mow outside the area, which is only blackberry bramble, which doesn't make sense. Wait, does everyone's dad do that? Because my dad used to do that and like mow along the line of the hill. So I wasn't like on the riding mower right by the hill. Anybody and then, else and then be like, yeah, you go, you, go, you go do the rest. It's safe. <laughs> Has anyone flipped a riding mower in their life, man? Um, uh, wait, negative. better question. Have you ever done wheelies with a snapper mower? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> it's really easy to do. You just drop it a, straight to fifth. We had a hand mow the hill. So I was trying to ride that thing to fucking 45 degree angle, man. Yeah, I, I might have flipped them over before. I wore soccer cleats and also it was like a south facing hill with a big apple tree above it. And there'd always be yellow jackets in it. And you'd find them because you'd accidentally mow over the nest and start getting stung and just run as fast as you can. We were thinking about that. I mean, there's like there's certain things you can't find a use for. Like I know rattlesnakes, you know, we. I don't know. Actually, rattlesnakes are okay. But yellow jackets, brown recluse spiders, I don't get them, man. Do they do anything? Can we eliminate all those and still be okay with the food chain? I don't think so. All plays a role. Other than um, maybe ticks. Right? You know, certain things you just wish you could just, uh, can't we just skip that little There are things out there that are considered scourges of God. Uh, spider mites is one of them. They don't really serve an ecological niche other, other, other than no. damage crops. Aphids uh, do, though, man, because aphids, uh, the ants farm them for their bacteria. They, the ants actually, they eat the honeydew, right? And then they get this bacteria from them, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I've seen I did a 20-minute show on ants, by the way. That was getting high, man. So 
to bring it back around. Yes, I was uh, one lap barely and my hips started hurting so bad. I literally could barely make it back in the house. I was walking up the steps to my back part of my house and the started, you know how like when one thing goes really bad, someone else tries to compensate, I guess. Sure, my lower sure. back started pulling. I'm like, Jesus. And I was like almost putting one hand down on the step. I'm like, what is this shit? Uh, so got one ice is fabulous. People, of course, talk to some people were like, have you taken any uh, Tylenol or any Advil yet? And that's always my last resort. I like to gauge my pain. I know they're anti-inflammatory. I think Advil is, but I got uh one-to-one. I've had it on hand. Right. This is from 48 North pocket theory or Apothecana, very creative, uh, extra strength body oil. And it has that menthol, like a menthol smell, but a nice one-to-one as a balm on the area worked fabulous in coordination with ice and not doing shit laying around all day. Wait, uh, today. Are, are you doing the, uh, the like full on rice acronym where it's rest, ice, cannabis, and elevation? Ooh, thank you for that. Um, I'm not doing elevation. That's kind of hard on the hip area. I'd have to do some weird pose, I think, to elevate my hip. I guess you could lay on like a wedge. I was, just, I was just trying to work cannabis into rice instead of compression. <laughs> I like hey, dude. it, dude. I like it. Um, what do you got there, Scotty? I was. Gonna, I have to give this guy a shout out. Remember we had two on the show. He's the guy that was, was into developing Charlotte's Web and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He hooked me up with this called, his company's Hempen, Hempen.co. And man, this is stuff called tiger's blood. It's kind of what you're talking about with a uh, uh, little bit of, I don't know, what do you call it? It has like a Bengay, not Bengay kind of smell, but just a weird kind of. It it will open up your sinuses. Yeah, that's like for sure. Franken- smell. Frankincense. But it's 3,200 uh, uh, milligrams of CBD. And to clarify, dude, this is the stuff that Rolling Stoner was talking to you about last night. It fucking helps, man. I used to not be a huge, you know, I was like, yeah, CBD, cool. Uh, Man, I had like a super stiff neck a couple nights ago. I used this and I felt better. felt better almost instantly. I got my wife. 3,200. That's a shitload of CBD, man. Any THC at all or no? No, no. It's just a spray. It comes in a little spray deal. Or, I mean, there could be THC in there under point. Zero three percent. Point point is is that CBD 0.3%. really does work as a painkiller or a blocker, whatever you want to say. Man, I sore backs, uh, my my neck. It works, man. Yeah, this is only 100, 100 milligrams of each THC and CBD. Um, but uh, cute, Delshan. cute. <laughs> Intended for use on skin. Okay, regardless, I just wanted to promote that. People do keep in mind our beautiful cannabis plant, not only to get high and have a good time or to get high and do some accounting or to right. have your muscles and your freaking pains, man. Fuck you. Don't get high and do accounting. It sounds like a, it sounds like a mess, man. I'm getting high and doing no. accounting work. It's like trying to make, no, you can get, first off, I when I was uh, in the free market and helping neighbors out, one of my neighbor's sister was like, She's a CPA. And when it was tax season, she's she's hooking up on some quarters. Different like she's like, I, I absolutely for stress need it. relief, right? No, if I'm in the right mood to like to do math while I'm high, give <laughs> give me some weed and I will crush some math. Um it, That's it just one. it just helps make like your thought process through everything flow mm. a little bit better. Until unless you mix the like dyslexia in there too, then it can now do you tie music in with that as well, correct? Yeah, music got to be on, and then something in the background on the TV too, just like all the distractions. It's like I don't know about hell that. No, TV hell part. no. <laughs> and so, math, math is my nemesis when I'm stoned. Hell no, uh, I can't do math when I'm high. And it's a yeah, some loud, angry classical. 
you can call classical angry, right? right. Stone Age, some Ludwig von. Yeah, some Bach. But regardless, uh, let me move on to a good comment here. I'm going to do some Neri Ashan from Thank You for the Correction, Grumpy Ogre. And uh, yeah, send in a, we were talking about how to pronounce it. Started off with uh, a <laughs> town in Massachusetts. We were saying, what is it, War- Worcester? Like the sauce? What, what do we got going on here? So, a little <laughs> Can you do it? Can you do I it, think, man? How, I think I can. Let me try. Um, hey, y'all, the town in Massachusetts, Worcester, is pronounced Worcester. Is it Worcester? <laughs> I think you might be right, man. I think you might be right. Where, where are you staying at? I'm staying in Worcester. Worcester. In, in Boston, in Western Mass, we sometimes have the ability to pronounce an R and pronounce it Worcester. We have a Florida, Peru, and if we really want to go crazy, Jamaica, Vermont is only an hour and a half drive away. Wait, they have, they have a Florida, Massachusetts, a Peru, Massachusetts. Is that what they're saying? I believe so. And Jamaica, I've been Vermont. to Jamaica, Queens before, man. It says most any towns west of Worcester is very real. More like rolling hills of Vermont's Green Mountains compared with the Colorado and Rocky Mountains and barely yeah. are barely a hills. Um, with when much younger, a few of us could ride would ride dirt bikes up the power line cuts. Everybody, I don't know if you're familiar about power line cuts. I have some close to me. They run forever. These are the big major power lines and give you different access areas in the woods and whatnot. I actually met some people here that grew off some power line cuts. Um, it says they were 100 yards wide and miles and miles long. The brush grows up about head high all in the swath of semi-open ground. Small mountain streams are abundant and watering was easy. The best method for gorilla growing was two five-gallon buckets of soil stolen from my uncle's garden, taped together and strapped on like a passenger with some rope. Oh, man, time I'm, out, man. He's, <laughs> so the, the guy who taught me how to grow, he like wondered why he got busted. But we were like, we're in Tallahassee, which was a super small town or a pretty small town anyhow. And he would just get on his motorcycle and just go get bags of soil, go to the hydro store, get a bunch of shit and just strap to the back of his motorcycle, drive back to his house. I wonder how he got busted, man. But I just <laughs> identify with bringing your grow gear on motorcycles, man. It's cool. Uh, the best method for gorilla growing was, okay, we got the two five-gallon buckets. Make sure five-gallon buckets aren't like the orange Home Depot camouflage that thing. It says find a hiding spot near, near water and go to town. 10-10-10 fertilizer, also stolen from my uncle's garden shack. Fond memories from those days. I'm 60 now and much easier to toss a bag of dirt in the tent, standing straight up in an aluminum turkey cooking pan right. as a saucer, slid on top, open the bag, shove in a clone, water, and walk away. It says water once a week or so. Best advice for new growers is a seedling needs a little water and light. A little plant needs a little water and light. A big plant likes more water and light. It's not complicated, and the plant knows what to do. It's the human element that screws it up. Keep up the faith and keep on trucking. What do you think about that? I mean, almost ultimate simple grow advice there. It's excellent. It is excellent, but without human interaction, you don't get to 30% THC. I mean, it is the human, yes, humans screw it up, but man, there's a lot of guys out there that are, you know, or a collective of folks that have done some really amazing things with cannabis. So not natural to, you know, with what they're doing with the breeding and even with CBD and all that. So I don't know, a lot we do that's not natural. 100%. Another comment here from Adam Shagan. says, I've hey. always left, left the bumpers on my buds too. I think Bruce Banner realizes the same as I've always, always felt that it helps protect 
the Medistones, called Medistones, trichomes. I haven't heard Medistones called trichomes um, from being battered, molested, and falling off prematurely. I also have not heard the sugar leaf left on called bumpers. Yeah, look at that, man. You're right. You're right. It's not, I mean, it's a nice ritual, too. You're right before you clean it up, man. Yeah, I got no problem with that. It makes you feel like you're doing something a little extra special for the flower there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it does seem like it protects the trikes. You're right. I'm waiting right. for this. Uh-oh, it's starting to happen. Look, man, this THC or this hemp container, it's already starting to get a little weird here. I think it might be really? going back to the earth already. A little bit, man. A little bit. Kind of interesting. I would have no problem if that was plastic and you're taking it back and forth to the dispensary for 10 years straight. But right. I guess then we worry about the plastic degrading and contaminating your flower. I don't know. They're turning it into jet fuel these days, man. Use all the plastic you want, man. And then the exhaust from the jet fuel, they've figured out a way to do something with that, too. We're fine, dude. We're fine. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. I was going to put that. There's some cool innovations going on in plastic. Uh, what do they call that? Recycling. Recycling. Pretty cool. I like it. So and what's going on? I, uh, I got house plants and cannabis plants and pepper plants, plenty of plants. Sometimes we'll be walking around throughout my day doing whatever. It can be completely non-associated with anything in horticulture or plants. And then uh, my brain will be like, dude, you should go water. This one plant's probably really thirsty right now. And it usually is. Now, I guess sometimes we could equate that to what? Like um, that's just imprinted on my brain because I've been watering plants forever. But why? So I figure, and then I start checking other ones and yeah, some of those are good, but it just had me thinking like, can these plants send signals or something? And I'm tripping out more about it because those sensitive plants So people follow the show right. a few months ago, I grew out some sensitive plants. I still have them and they're in one gals and they got a nice canopy on them now. They're for my daughter's science experiment, but now they're a house plant. So every time I water those or drop a water goes the wrong way and touches a leaf, you know, they close up and like, man, something's going on here. Not just with a sensitive plant, but um, the, the only reason we think like there's so much we don't know that, no, what are you talking about, dude? Plants can't talk to you. I mean, they can't vocalize things and they can't move, but there's right. gotta be a lot going on there. They can communicate. They can certainly. I know. We know they can communicate with each other. Right. I mean, what? we've seen that through the mycorrhizal networks, through root zones. Through scents, uh, like smells. They emit certain, what is it, terpenes or whatever, and that's what the smells are, and they warn that there's a, you know, an aphid attack. Wait, what do you think the smell of uh, cut grass is? That's all the other grass letting the other grass know that, like, hey, there's a spinning blade that's about to yeah, come chop your top Yeah, stomata, baby. Yeah, like, get, coming. get ready, start holding in your water. It's pretty cool. Or... You can just eat the right amount of mushrooms, and I guarantee you the plants will probably talk. So that's that's where I, I trip on this a little bit. I got a good quote here, Scott. You've heard of this, uh, Dr. Monica Gagliano. Yeah, um, I read, I think it's Thus Spoke to Plant. It was one of those books I read. Remember, I was really into this for a while. I was reading The Intelligence in Nature, and uh, man, it's good. Thus Spoke to Plant. This girl was into quite a few things. This is Stefan Manicuso. But oh, you said also too. that she was eh, maybe a little too much for you. Some of the things that she talks about with plants and her community, she's like, oh, the, you know, the oak tree in the woods. Yeah, she's very, talking. very spiritual. And I'm very, my, Wait, what does my that fake mean? name. That means my fake name, Scotty Real. It means I just want to know, like, give me something I can use. You know, that's, right, that's what right. I'm about. And she's more like, you know, the, the wonderful feeling. I don't know. She did some cool experiments, though. 
let me give you a, a tidbit here from, uh, I forgot where I pulled this, but to communicate with plants, Dr. Monica Gagliano followed the, I'm going to go with the dieta, the dieta or the shamanistic or the shamanic method in the Indonesian Amazon Amazonian tradition by which a human establishes a dialogue with a plant. The rules can vary, but it usually involves following a diet, no salt, alcohol, sugar, or sex. Uh, some animal products may also be prohibited depending on the culture and drinking a plant concoction, sometimes hallucinogenic and sometimes not um, in isolation for days, weeks, or months. That's interesting. In isolation for days, weeks, or months. Yeah. So you're sitting she got there thinking, really trippy. She got really trippy in the middle. Like maybe she started, you know, hallucinating in the in the Amazon or something like that. But this was like the those experiments where they used to get people just give them acid and they'd be like, just draw. Draw something. Now, a little more to this. It says in Nicaro or medicine song is said to be shared by the plant as well as visions and dreams. And the plant's healing knowledge becomes part of the human. It's not fun, she warned. I find it super interesting that plants provide different ways. There's a lot of different things out there, whether it's mushrooms or these different teas. What's some guru you know of a couple of like trippy teas that people do, will do? Uh, Wait, you're talking about ayahuasca? That's one of them for yeah, sure. I mean, like it's like a DMT tea. That, yeah. Literally got to be hundred or hundreds of different things from plants that can do different varying things of from hallucinating to helping us understand. But it comes from Bro, the plants. Hang, hang on, man. I got to tell you, I was watching <laughs> I'm Guilty Pleasure to Catch a Smuggler. And it's a, nice. a National Geographic show. Yeah. But they found, I don't know, tons of tea. And it wasn't tea. It was cot which is that weird like stimulant thing that they eat in Africa. It's uh, in Eastern Africa and like Somalia. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, the warlords in Mogadishu used to give it to everybody. Yeah, it's like a hallucinogenic, mild hallucinogenic stimulant and uh, people just chew it all fucking day for like appetite suppressant and because they're in fucking Mogadishu, you know, so, uh, but it, they just got tons of it. Like they're like, where are they trying to smuggle it to? The United States? Yeah, yeah, United States. Why isn't it allowed here? Sounds good, Dees. Yeah, I don't know. I, no, I don't think so, man. I don't think so. Basically, it's cool that because one time when I was enjoying some mushrooms in the woods and I was like sitting there looking up at all the trees and I'm like, dude, these trees are teachers, you know? And of course, of course, me and my wife and the neighbor, we all hugged a tree. Go, let's all, everybody should hug a tree. I believe right. the tree feels the hug. That tree's like, damn, I'm lucky I got a hug today. Maybe a tree never gets one. But regardless, before you call me a tree hugger, the plants make these substances for us to come in and understand their world and communicate in my mind. I mean, to a degree, right? Wait, Just, do we cultivate weed or does weed cultivate us? Holy fuck, man. I'm blown, man. <laughs> like, do, does it produce all those secondary metabolites that we love so much? Uh, just for itself to do things or is it because it has a symbiotic relationship with people that we're just like uh, too blind to see I that mean, like it it helps us we help it that is symbiosis like in a nutshell um, and we've been able to like help it along by breeding right. it and trying to get it more in tune with what we want from it it, it has uh, been here a lot longer plants have been here a lot what, longer than us so what if they can talk for a while dude well, like, I was just thinking they figured out how to work the animals, you know, like they're like, hey, like even I was talking to my kid about it today, talking about how birds eat fruits and that's how they spread the seed through bird poop. And it's pretty goddamn brilliant. No, 
It's some fertilizer. Win? Yeah, it's fertilizer for the seed. And it's too. fertilizer to grow more to grow more of those seeds next year. It's pretty amazing stuff. And and then he, even like flowers that have evolved to uh, like on their seeds, it has the like little I forget what they're called the the thing that catches wind and will carry the seed away from the the parent plant. Like even that, just those cool evolutionary things are really. Yeah, they've been here for so much longer than us, man. They're they're working us. They've had a lot Absolutely. more a lot more time to figure out the problems presented with them than we can like even comprehend. That's why they would be our teachers. I think we do so much disrespect if that's the right word to not only plants but animals in the world simply because of the communication barrier. I mean, some of it is we just don't give a shit. But like, if you're sitting there. And you're about to, I don't know, you, you catch a dolphin in the wrong net and it comes up and starts breaking all kinds of shit down to you in English and, and somebody records it right. and it goes on the internet. Like, it'd be a I mean, the monkeys, world. the monkeys are close enough to us. They show you what's up and they will definitely throw your sh- their shit at you. Uh, you know? Technically, chimpanzees, <laughs> technically, chimpanzees have entered the Stone Age, which is pretty cool. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. So how long? Okay, (laughs) I don't know. It it uh, it might be a little while before they start making and using fire, but like within the realm of possibility. Oh, that just happened once iPhones came out, or how did that develop? Yeah, I didn't want to be repetitive of the subject. And we've covered it before on the show. I wanted to revisit it, though. Not everybody catches every show, but uh, tell us a little bit of your stories, man. Make some comments. I'm really curious. I have a good quote here. Sometimes. It's like the takeaway quote, which I really like this one. Right. When people think about understanding, it says, and I believe this is, again, is from uh, the, the doctor here from, uh, let me say her name again, uh, Dr. Monica Gagliano. And the quote is, maybe we should admit that we really, or we hardly understand who we are. We hardly understand where we're at. We know very little compared to what there is to know. I mean, and if you want to say, oh, I understand where I'm at, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in British Columbia. I mean, think about this rock we're on in the universe and all that shit. Like, I don't under, I barely understand where I'm at. Hell you know? no, man. Hell no. And, Somebody actually explained the, uh, what do they call that? With the shit, what's the theory when you're not really here? What's that called? Simulation theory. And I was like, oh my God, that's the fucking scariest thing ever. Did you ever hear that one, dude? Uh, it's... I'm, it's one of the only way it's called holography and like really high level math. Uh, the only way they can get gravity to make sense with quantum mechanics <laughs> right. is that everything is a simulation and we're all just like data on Dude. one dimensional plane. It's yeah, pretty so crazy. The idea is that within 20 years, they're going to have such good, you know, VR that you're going to just be able to be yourself on VR. And then so kind of you can uh, what is then it can be a simulation because it's not really happening am i if i got that right girl? it's kind of the matrix yeah basically the matrix so weird to be high and listen to that i that's, think rogan was talking about it i can't remember but it was cool though man. it was a trip that's why whoever it is i think laughs They're like hey let's make these movies called the matrix and just the, the, the other guy in the meetings like dude why We're, they're gonna show him the plan but just because why wouldn't let's just show him to show him you know Numb it down a little bit. How long before? What were they doing the Matrix? Plug bodies in for, was it power they were getting from them? Yeah. Never like saw it, it man. Yeah. Never. I, I don't I remember what exactly, like, life force. Yeah. They're taking out. All good. All good. We don't need to go to the Matrix full on. Um, but I did have, when I worked for a little bit as a stock boy way back in the day at Walmart. Right. Before they said we had to keep cleaning the bathrooms. That was the deal breaker. Um, one of the guys <laughs> in the pet department, he, he was like, dude. For real, we're all plugged in right now. Like, I mean, there's one that movie was just coming out and real hot, and like he'd talk about it every day. Like, remember, I forgot his name, pet department dude. 
go talk to him about the Matrix. Would you take the red or the blue pill? And was his name Orpheus? I don't recall fully. <laughs> I don't know which one I'd take. Take them both. Was that the option? I wonder. Yeah, break, I like break your some. Style, I like I like your, I like your style, style too. Style, break man. the fucking system. See you in the emergency room, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going anywhere. ER, I think. Three times in the past six months. Done Jesus with Jesus Christ. Where's those bunk beds, man? <sighs> and yeah, you don't get very far going to the ER here very, pretty, you know, that quick either. Depending depending on your needs. We won't get into Canadian healthcare. I like and hate it both at the same time. So you. That's very well, political of you, sir. That was good. Before we get into the news, proslistdugros.com forward slash pros, guys. Check out... Newer pro here, Dynavap, man. Dynavap Dry Herb Vape. Got mine kicking right here. Um, you can use these as far as our great personal dry herb vape. I'm going to pack this up just like old school days. It comes with your little your little dugout. And then you got either the choice. Is if you pick up their, I think you call it an induction heater with it, this thing here that has a hole on the side of it. Um, or you can use any torch that you have, and it has an audible clicking system to let you know when it's ready. And I've been digging it, just nice, smooth. I mean, as far as having no cough for me and the taste, man, the taste is a lot different. And it's a different high that I don't, it's not like concentrate high. It's not fully like a flower. I don't want to use the word cleaner, but I almost do want to say like a cleaner high than burning the flower. Um, teach their own preference. But if you want to try an affordable, personal herb, dry herb vape, check out dynavape.com, dynavap, excuse me. VAP.com, coupon code DUDE over there. We'll hook you up. They got all kinds of badass products. I know, Scotty, you said Warehouse Kyle's been enjoying the unit that you guys hooked up on. It's gone. I was going to actually grab mine and show it, but Warehouse Kyle has his own uh, office, we'll call it, man. He's got a table. <laughs> I love what he calls all the table. <laughs> right? There's a table and a mini fridge in there, okay? But uh, they actually have it over there because all those guys like it. They're not. No, is there no smokers. chair then, right? Not even like a standing chair for his table? It's not a sitting kind of job, dude. I was about right? to, yeah. <laughs> That's what I figured. He can come in here once and sit when he wants, all right? Unless it's lunchtime, maybe, or something. All good. Yeah. Uh, Dynab- you know, sitting, sitting is the new smoking, dude, all right? I just pack mine up, actually. Get a freshie here. DynaVAP.com. Coupon code, dude. Check them out, guys. Great product. Shout out DGC as well. Nice. <laughs> in the news. Growers fret, all right? Growers fret in Mexico as uh, legalization's coming. <clears throat> and I didn't know fully. When you think of Mexico, Scotty, like in growing weed, I think like as far as what Hollywood's done or Netflix with narcos and shit like that, like extreme violence. Um, you I know, think the, of blueberries or strawberries or, you know, any other crop that they can produce very, you know, very inexpensively. And decent quality if they want to. And I think it's good, it's good growing land, and they've got very inexpensive labor there uh, without a lot of rules. So, I mean, they should be able to. That's how I think that's how they're able to compete. But depending on the area you're in, it's, I mean, it, I know it's, it's weird, but it's a lot like coffee. Where like the farmers not really getting compensated for it, and they're kind of strong armed into right. selling it as cheap sure. as they do. Uh, and depending on the area of Mexico you're in, like if you're in northern, right. uh, and specifically like northwestern Mexico, like it is fairly dangerous there. It is all cartel territory. They have to have like uh, payoffs and uh, like paying vigs to to not get 
like raided by the cartels. And then they deal with the government coming over and dropping like huge amounts of herbicides on uh, cannabis and opium grows. Yeah. Right. They're operating you know, around here too. The, the gangs in the government ain't no different. There's not me that is peripheral. But I mean, when, when this goes legal, they're going to all get together and they're going to say, hey, let's make this a, a giant commercial crop. Let's make this an Wait, export. Wait, didn't Perry Farrell go visit down there? Was that Perry Farrell? Who went down to Mexico? No, it wasn't him. It was some other Hollywood actor. Sean Penn. Down. It was Sean right? Penn when, when he went met to hang with out with El Chapo. And then he's the reason El Chapo got caught. What a fucking nut, man. That's how you know you're... He's been famous since, what, 1980? <laughs> you get that bored that you're like, hey, man, I'll hang out with El Chapo. Do you think that was the CIA just doing their research and they knew that El Chapo loved Sean Penn movies and they were like, hey, if we get offer him like Sean Penn to come out and hang out, we can definitely figure out where he is. That is so weird. Weird, man. It is so weird. Hey, can I just say about this article? It's from the AP. That's the Associated Press. That is like the corporate rock news. And what's what's it say? Do me a favor. Just scroll up. And what's the headline? Because the headline is very emotional. Growers fret as Mexico moves to legalize marijuana. There is a little bit of fear in there. And I always think that there's an agenda. The mainstream media has an agenda. It's the the people that pay their bills, which is the advertisers. So I just always wonder what it means when you when you see an ad, a headline like this. And could they just write it the other way? You know, Mexico emerging as a, in you know in the, in the burgeoning cannabis market. You know, no, because we're it, featuring, which I haven't been able to do any narration. Let me give you a little bit out of the article here. Yes, um, sir. Maria, Maria, a mother of four. She said she's got a lot of her marijuana harvest still in storage on her ranch in Mexico's Sonora State, months after it should have been sold. Sitting in her wooden house, tucked in the same mountains that produced some of the world's most notorious drug traffickers, including El Chapo. Um, so we've got Mexico legalization awaiting final Senate approval, which may not come before September, would legalize pot production and sale for recreational use while creating a private market regulated by the government. Um, Price-wise, it says in the past five years, <coughs> excuse me, the price they get has been halved. Um, everyone is waiting to see how the drug coppers will respond to new legal business. So Maria's got four kids, and I'm, I'm I just need to just see this angle the same as like I'm always picturing cartels falling and shit. So they did what right. Guru was saying, and they went they're like, "Well, we're going to go over to a poppy crop. Um, you know, let's grow some poppies. We can't get this cannabis to market. They plan to live off the revenue from it for a year from their one harvest, and then they hear the military helicopters approach." And they, they go out there and they spray it with herbicide, which has got to be heartbreaking, you know, like, and what is pot, opium? That's what mainly poppies are used for. Yes. Which, see, which leads to heroin. And hey, by the way, to make yeah. opium or poppies into heroin, there's one chemical that you need that comes out of like one factory in China. It's crazy. Like how you can just, you can like pinpoint it all to like that one chemical. It's crazy. Interesting. So, the, so they use opium to make either, sorry, poppies to make opium, which and then opium can be used to make heroin. Is that how it works? No, it's different parts of the, the plant. Opium is like the leaves to the flower, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, they like score the flowers and collect the sap and then process and synthesize that into heroin. So it's like separate parts. Okay, so I can see that being a problem. Obviously, there's huge problems, especially where I'm at. I've even gotten into up here in the Vancouver area, British Columbia, with opioid and heroin addiction and deaths. It's insane. But they're saying, look, they get $5,000. If they're able to pull off their opium harvest, they would get $5,000 versus $500 for cannabis harvest. And then, of course, all the cartels are diverting to more profitable things, um, such as making methamphetamines and all that jazz. 
So it seems like they always, I can't, I don't think, let me back up. I can call methamphetamines and all that jazz. I don't think I can use jazz <laughs> in there with it and all that crap. Um, hey, but I don't know. Go ahead. I was just going to, I wanted to just comment on this. And then I was watching, you know how like there's different areas, like Costa Rican coffee is real amazing. And then Colombian coffee is really amazing. Hawaii, there's these certain hot, hot, you know, perfect areas around the world for growing specific crops. And it kind of takes on uh, the terroir of that area. Uh, I was listening to something. I think I was watching something about Bordeaux, France, and they said the most expensive real estate ever is in Bordeaux, France. There's like like six football fields worth of winery that is like, I don't know, worth hundreds of millions of dollars. It's amazing. But just because it has, you know, it, it has this terroir in there. And I realized that it has to do with the bedrock and whatnot. But could that happen? I bet you that could happen with cannabis, especially if you can trade it internationally, where there's a certain plantation in Mexico that does a great job and you know, has a specific I, I think flavored. So. Yeah. I think it's it's not a terroir thing at that point, though. It's a branding thing. Uh, just where, unless they're doing like land race stuff from right. that area that's been grown there for generations, right. uh, like it's brand, just branding other strains that are grown there. It's not really the terroir to it. And everything would have to be in ground and not potted. Okay. And with cannabis cultivation, that uh, unlike the high end, that just doesn't really jive. So no way, man. It's not happening. You're shooting holes I, in my theory. I don't, I don't think that there's going to be like destination cannabis places where like people know that like certain regions of Argentina, certain regions of France. I just like Kona cannabis is, you know, I'm sorry, Kona coffee is special. It really is. I wonder what Kona cannabis would be like. Would it be that Hawaiian sticky bud that's so famous? I mean, if I'm going to go visit an outdoor grow at Mile High and see the it's totally different growing conditions in different places in the world even if it's it's going to be it's going to be yeah it's going to be different and there's going to be different uh you know why do they they already have it i'm trying to think of some strains that are you know to certain regions whether it's hawaii sure. or northern california and some of that could just be marketing or more of it was grown there or more word of mouth about that strain being that you know geographic location but I think the only way we'll, or like California sun grown is probably the closest uh, like to that where it's stuff that's grown outdoors, not necessarily in ground, but it was using the sun, which has right. evolved for millions of years to be there. Um, but cannabis isn't like a deep rooted plant like wine where right. it, it sends its roots all the way down to the bedrock. And like in Bordeaux, for it to be considered a true French Bordeaux, you can't water your field. They don't have irrigation for it. Um, mm. So, I mean, like, that's why there are certain wine seasons in Bordeaux that are just better. Like, 82 was a fucking amazing year. Um, it's because just the weather conditions all lined up perfect, and those plants are deep into the bedrock and getting all the micronutrition from it and stuff. Aside from the bedrock, though, man, it has to do with the weather. It has to do with strains and weather. I can see that. True, but we as cannabis gardeners try to mitigate all of those things for the most part. Like, there's not many... I guess in southern Colorado, there is a little bit, but like full scale outdoor cannabis, not in any type of greenhouse or hothouse or anything right, like that. Right. Uh, it's just generally considered lower end, right. end product. Damn it. I want to believe. <laughs> that would yeah, be we'll awesome, see. right? You know, if you're just getting cannabis from all over the world and you're like, oh. like, I do enjoy coffee. I got coffee from Guatemala. Uh, Cuvee coffee. Remember, they sent us coffee from Ethiopia in Africa. I mean, come on, what a trip there, right? Colombia. Weren't they allowed Costa to do Rica. The proper tourism, just like there is micro microbrewery tourism? Right. Like when I go to 
uh, is it Portland? God, what's the name of the brewery there? People are like, dude, did you go to the blah, blah, blah brewery? Like, you should go there. It's cool. Like, check it out. But uh, I think the same thing will happen already as it's happening with cannabis. It's mainly just a little restricted due to the man. Yo, yeah, definitely. definitely. In Missouri, cool. we have uh, St. Louis County Maplewood joint, and Maplewood join area cities cutting penalties for marijuana possession. St. Louis County is a pretty big area. Right. Um, and... Oh, sorry, I had from the editor. <clears throat> it says, when it was um, when he was St. Louis County Police Chief, Tim Fitch oversaw a department enforcing state and county ordinances that punished misdemeanor possession of marijuana with up to a year in prison and a fine of a thousand or both. Hey, can I just look at that picture really quick, man? If you had to say like yes or no, like I'll hit that or not as far as if you handed him a joint, I think he'd be like, yeah, I'll hit that. Give me that joint, I'll hit it. That guy looks in like there? he might hit. Yeah, Tim. He seems like he might hit the joint every now and again. Yeah, he looks like a happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah, I think he's all right, man. Good deal. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Tim. Making a lot of assumptions here, though. Uh, I'm just, I'm so, just trying to think if I could see him smoking a joint. Like, if you could Photoshop a joint in his mouth, would I believe it? Yeah, yeah, I would. I'm doing. I mean, being as somebody, whatever. I mean, let's say, uh, other than minor in possession, if you know if you get caught with your eighth or whatever. More than likely, you're going to get hit with that thousand dollar fine. A year in jail is like if you got other shit going on. I think like you got to be an asshole or something to get that year in jail. Um, they're just wanting wait, to wait. tax your ass. Hey, you, you could have other problems going on. What if you had a DUI or something like that, and this really compounds that? Definitely. Or or you're just a hardworking eighteen year old, and you get hit with this fine, and you're like, shit, I'm broke for a while. Or you can't pay the fine, and then all of a sudden, I think you get a warrant probably. And then That's maybe how people you go be- to jail. That's how a lot of people. I've been to jail you know, once, man, and uh, simply because they can't afford to pay their fines, right? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think I saw a ridiculous statistic recently where like sixty percent of the people in New York City that are in jail uh, are there waiting for trial still. Like they haven't even had their day in court just because they they couldn't afford to pay bail. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, not a good system on that. But there's still, it says eliminating the possibility of jail time. And this is what always trips me out. And cutting the fine to a maximum of 100. So if this is how you feel, because he's saying here uh, out, from, out of Tim's mouth, it says a lot of what I thought might, um, okay, it says when it comes to someone having a small amount of marijuana for personal use, they're not selling it, they're not driving when they're using it. I just decided I've seen enough in the last five years to soften my stance on this. But you know what? If you want, still get a hundred from them. Still get a hundy from them for the hell of it. Yes. Why do they have to have that shit? That, like that doesn't make any sense to me. If you have this new stance, but you can still find them a hundred. I know that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> is it okay or is it not? It's like yeah, just it's just case. a little not okay. <laughs> um, again, uh, oh, you found one here, Scott. What did you find here? What, what happens to the marijuana counterculture when cannabis goes mainstream? I just, I, I. Don't even care. I did read the article, but just look at the picture. Is that <laughs> is that what like the mainstream media thinks the cannabis users are? Do any of those people look like they're high right there? The one, no. the the dude, the third one from the left looks like he might be stoned. I don't understand. Anyway, it was just kind of funny. I just can't believe I won't even be able to concentrate if you leave that picture on, man. Uh, But just talks about the he says, will the rebellious counterculture of marijuana survive legalization? Rebellious. Yeah, well, back in the day, I don't know. It was a little bit rebellious. It was a lot rebellious to smoke weed. I guess because the the potential consequences. Yeah. Or social stigmas. 
Yes, and plus it was illegal. You were rebelling against the the dumb laws. And so, yeah, it, it turns a certain, I don't know, it's a certain person. Even the uh, beliefs of, you know, whatever government or whatever like that, growers, I think, have a different thought about it because they've been lied to about weed for so long. Until you can go and get weed from like your local <laughs> farmer's market, no right. problem, which I don't think is going to happen anywhere. Right. Um, I think that the the counterculture cannabis people will continue to do what they've done for years and operate in legal gray areas and take advantage of that because until it's available to where, to where you can just go get cannabis at like a farmer's market, there's always going to be room for the free market in that economy. Um, just trying to stitch it all up into a legal industry and, and then eliminate that whole uh, way of operation. Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. If, if they, you know, the commercial... Uh, markets or commercial growers get their shit together and they are are offering 50 or 75 dollar ounces good luck man of good quality weed that's not that far off man yeah but taxes it even so my, my <laughs> they, they, is, they have to compete with that where the free market doesn't have was, that problem i was picking up a head of lettuce yesterday at the grocery store and i was thinking about somebody who grows lettuce told me it's a fraction of a penny that they make on each one of those heads of lettuce that's insane. And what are you game? What are you saying on price per? Like, what's the cutoff price per pound? Like, if it gets down to, I remember a Colorado business model, uh, a company that I don't know if they opened or succeeded or got going. Um, they were making their business model in two hundred dollars a pound. They bought an old Pepsi facility and said, "Hey, we're going to sell weed. We're going to grow it and sell for two hundred a pound, and we're still going to be profitable as hell." Uh, yeah. So we're close to that now, but <clears throat> that's on the wholesale level, I believe, to dispensaries to resell. Um, or or but, to extractors to extract and make right. trades out of. So what I'm thinking here, let me do them. I don't know. I'm thinking out loud. In my last harvest, if I was on the free market or just trying to help out my friends, I harvested two and a half to three pounds. Let's say it was a good harvest under my one 600 watt R spec. Sure. And I, I got three pounds. So that means I can get, well, I got to keep some, but I could only make $600. And then I'm not going to harvest again for three months. Like that'd be rough. <laughs> I don't know how doable right. that shit is. Right. <laughs> Um, by any means, but uh, that's not what a four, man. All right. No, no. Repacking my my hit here while we uh, take it. Why don't we take it over to? We haven't laughed a little bit in uh, some memes, my friend. Yes, definitely got some good memes, uh, dude. I uh, texted this one to you as soon as it came in. This is Dude's Academy of Bro Science Bunk Beds One Hundred and One. It's posted just by the meme user. You guys got to get some credit for this. And it says, building a bunk bed for your kids is easy. And it's the, <laughs> nice. it's the bunk bed from Step Brothers, which I, you get a good look at it now. God, that's, a, that's awesome. <laughs> that thing is awesome. Oh, good stuff. And my daughter hasn't fallen back out yet. I think we're all right. We're all right. Still <laughs> tempted to put on a side rail. But yeah, bunk bed's holding up. <laughs> Those are the stories I told the wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what we got next? Oh, this one's cool, man. This one's cool. This is uh, Selling Grow Gear in the Supermarket by Dick Turpin. And it's Guru's Choice for edible <laughs> edible eye protection. And it's super pink and white marshmallows. And, uh, man, it's almost time for the bamboo steaks. And I got to do something. I'm not losing an eye to those bamboo steaks. Super right? pink marshmallows. And you can tell that this is a Canadian DGC because of the French there that says 
Achete, what are these marshmallows de Ross, marshmallow pour barbecue? Everything has to have French on it here for some reason. It is asinine. Hey, how dare you, sir? How dare you? Keep it in Quebec. All right. Are you, look at me. I'm getting. Are official. you an American? Are you an American? Just hang I out. Threatened, I threatened to be an American the other day. I put some <laughs> rules on me. I was listening to my, you know, I'm like, you know what? I might just go back down to America. Okay. <laughs> America. <laughs> oh, shit. You had your trucker hat on when you said it, right? They dug. They dug. Uh, <laughs> Come on. This one's good. Got? Bird turd says, when you are so high, your dog is talking to you. <laughs> and it's like Charlie Brown and Snoopy. Yeah, I got this one. It says, what if they're not stars? Charlie Brown's just looking into the stars. He goes, what if they're not stars? What if there are holes poked in the top of a container so we can <laughs> breathe? And then Snoopy just says, can I buy some weed from you? That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's classic, man. I like that. All right, this next, uh, the best of social media I pulled in here. You got to, and we featured, we featured some before, the Aussie reviews. But now he's in my feed and I'm getting hit by it's shit. So but just, good. And let's let's hear the narration. Just check out this uh, this herd herd of deer here. Need to go back to the drawing board, mate. Here's a dash cam in Poland. Let's see what's happening. Nothing much. Just a lovely, picturesque, scenic drive. Oh, there it is. A herd of deer out of nowhere. Oh, look at the athleticism <laughs> of that one deer. Shit. He cleared the car in a single jump. Let's see if this wanker can do it. No. No, he didn't stick the landing at all. Now he's embarrassed. He's like, oh, I blew it. i got to get out of here. Oh, wow. Bang. Oh, I hit my head. I'm wobbly. Bugger this. Spirodale. Oh, this video is rough as oh. Look at this shit, poor bastard good, trolley man. boy. Right. His trolley so train is broken this, in half. He gives the this got me through my two-day quarantine, three-day quarantine. The bigger one, but it was, was a mistake. Uh, Aussie oh, man. Aussie man and Eric Andre was all I watched for a while. I just love He's like, look at the athleticism of the one deer. <laughs> <laughs> the other one crashes out. Uh, uh, awesome. Most of them are pretty good. Check out some Aussie reviews. Another YouTuber out there. And I uh, thought you'd dig on that. Dash cam, man. I thought about, do you have a... A dash cam in your vehicles. I know some people I run into, they're like, I always run my dash cam. Whether you're going to catch somebody else's accident, something crazy, you can delete the footage at the end of right. the day if it's jack shit. But it kind of got me thinking, mate, do I need a dash cam? I don't know, man. I don't know. Probably not the worst idea, honestly. It beats whipping your phone out to the cop and be like, I'm recording you. They no, that's you ripped out of the car. <laughs> Dude, can that be, probably can't be used in court, right? Like, can you do this where instead of a dash cam, you call it your cop cam and you hide it somewhere oh, yeah. so where like, you know, or not even have to hide it. But as you get pulled over, you say, by the way, officer, you're being recorded. I thought I would just you let don't, you know. You don't have to tell them you are technically in public and in public, there's no expectation of privacy and they are a public yeah. servant. Ooh. You're live on my Instagram, bro. Attorney guru. I was even tempted to have it like go to the cloud in case they get pissed off and try and like take the device like this is for evidence and then it disappears <laughs> i just know it like as a photographer uh i mean like there are some morals and like being around taking pictures of people you don't know and stuff but if they're in public like legally they can't tell you to like not take pictures of stuff or be somewhere or depending on the state you're in be open carrying or something like that too i know if you told your attorney oh, by the way i do have a uh, video and audio of the entire incident they'd be like okay this please yeah. let me review that <laughs> i'll take it Something to think about, all right? DGC it's on my YouTube yeah. channel. But then but then it could also go the other way around where they're like pulling you over for a cannabis DUI or something like that. And they pull your dash cam footage and they're like, 
and use it. Oh, on he was smoking a blunt two minutes Shit. before we pulled him over. <laughs> Man, like you just I see said. the cloud hotboxing in the car, coughing. <laughs> I was watching that to catch a smuggler show, and holy shit, if they get a hold of your cell phone, they can just rewind your fucking life, man. They can tell everyone you called, every text message. I don't think if you have an Apple, they can do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, they can. Hey, man, I, don't I, was, know, I thought that there was, was something with that in a court case or something. I was listening to, uh, it was Snowden talk today, and you got, you, Guru, you're always telling me how hard Apple is Apple is the hack, right? And how the security is? Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. They they just care more right. than like Google, who makes Android, cares about everything. Sure. Like they're in the business of harvesting your data. Apple is a technology company. They're not really harvesting your data to sell advertisements to you like Google is. So yeah, it, it's was, a little bit better. What he was saying was like half the world and most rich people use iPhones. So if you was going to hack somebody, work on hacking that one system as opposed to all the 50,000 shitty Android phones that are out there that you have to work on each one, you know? It was interesting, man. Somehow Snowden came up in my morning coffee, you know, like a YouTube feed. Dude, I didn't think anybody could see my private browsing, browsing mode. Are you sure? Yeah, as long as oh. you're an incognito window, you're fine, man. Oh, no. <laughs> I- incognito is less incognito than you think it is. Right. Uh, so let's do some shout outs, guys. I've uh, got some grow talk coming at you next. Been a minute. So I'm going to start it off here. Um, and thanks for joining the show, DDC. If you had a good time, dgrows.com forward slash support. I'm going to give it up to Dandy Grow. How you doing? And Jigawatt. Jigawatt, what's up? Nice. Big nugs for 20 and seas of cheese. Just sailing together. The Florida Man Rose, how you doing? And Captain, I think now we go with Moho, Silent J, Moho. That would be a silent E. Mojo. Mojo. And, you know, Joe. I like it. How about Toaster? Papa Stone. I got Warm Dog 420 and Space Toast. What's up? Don't forget about Dank Danny. Danny. It's been a while. Sure has. Peace out, guys. Till next time. Stay Some people love to blaze up the dank. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we lighten up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the boss on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day with a pill, it's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long. Hey, wow. Don't lock up me. Smoking weed.